to. So what do you think? A podcast where we discuss weird and unsolved mysteries and events and give you our completely unprofessional opinion on them. I'm Jay and with me here is B. Hi. Alrighty. So tonight, another weird one, as always, we are going back 13 years to Woodland Park, Colorado, where we are having a look at the very, very bizarre death of 18-year-old Joshua Maddox, whom I'm going to assume that you don't know, you haven't heard about this one. One day I'm going to just turn around and go, oh, yeah, I know this one. It's happened occasionally. Come on, we've had a Yeah, but like obvious ones. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Joshua Maddox, as I said, he was 18 years old and he lived with his family. He apparently was quite the nature lover, a real sort of earthy type. By all accounts, he was quite an artistic and creative type, and um, he was described as being a real free spirit. He was like the typical long-haired, guitar-playing hippie dude type, so that can put a little picture in your mind of what he is. Mm -hmm. He was quite popular at school, and he did well at school as well. I think he, it sounds as though, from reading up about him, he was just, you know, there was always that guy that everyone just liked. Like, he just never had any enemies. He just was everyone's friend. Yeah. yeah, really, really nice guy. Now, he lived with his father, Mike, and his sisters, Kate and Ruth. Now, two years prior to this, in 2006, just one week before high school graduation, his older brother, Zachary, completed suicide. So this was a huge blow for Joshua. Uh, and he ended up going through quite a prolonged period of depression. He was close mm. to his brother. His brother was a couple of years older than him. It was a really, really rough time for him. So Josh didn't take it well. He was completely devastated. He'd been so close to Zach. However, he he never seemed to really go really dark into serious, serious depression. And by 2008, you know, after two years, it seemed like he was, you know, doing pretty well and he was in a pretty good place. So I think that he was that sort of personality where, you know, once he'd been through it, he could come out of it. Yeah. So on May 8th, 2008, Josh did something that he quite often did, and he went out on a hike. He let his sister Kate know that he was going and that he would be back around that afternoon sometime. So later that evening, when Josh hadn't returned, people started to worry about him. They thought, look, we'll give it until the next day. He is one of those guys that just sort of does go off and go camp and, you know, maybe he's just camping overnight, hasn't told anyone. The next day, he's still not home. They decide, okay, this is weird. Usually he would have been back by now. They try calling his friends to see if he'd stayed the night somewhere, but nobody has seen or heard for him at all. Now, the family spend the next five days walking around the neighbourhood and checking out his usual trails that he likes to walk on, going to his friends' houses, all of the local places that he likes to go to. After five days, though, they then decide that probably the police should be notified. Now, a lot of people sort of say five days is a really long time for someone to be missing before notifying the police, which is true. But I have to yeah. just say it depends on the person. Like he was 18. He was an adult. He yeah. was known to go off walking in the bush. He was known to sort of go and do his own thing. He was a free spirit after all. So, you know, maybe this wasn't so out of the ordinary for Josh. Yeah. Now, the whole community got behind the search and they actually spent months and months looking everywhere for him. They just, you know, they turned over every rock trying to find him. Mm. Interestingly, the family never suspected foul play and instead they ended up deciding that he most likely left to start a new life, um, yeah. which is that old chestnut. Oh, yeah, that one. I love that one. It's always good. 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they've decided, you know, it's less likely that he's met with our play and more likely that he's just gone, you know what, I'm going to leave my entire life behind and go start a new one. There are like, so there are types of people that do that. That is true. They, like you generally know their personalities, but just to make the assumption like. Yeah, and, and when they were talking about it, they were quite specific about what he could have been doing. So it makes me feel like maybe he'd discussed this in the past because they said that they assumed that he had joined a band and he'd gone on tour or he was living off the grid as as an anonymous author. So they're two very specific things. But, I mean, (laughs) I don't know, was he close with his family? Yeah, apparently he was quite close with them. You don't just leave your family. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't do that, but we don't know him. It's just very no. specific. It's just not like, oh, well, you know, it was a free spirit. Maybe he just went and did something else. It was like, oh, no, he could be an anonymous author. Like, that's so specific. That makes me think that maybe he had said, do you know what? One day I just like to go off grid and just write books in the forest and not talk to anyone, you know? It just sounds as though he'd talked about that in the past, I think. To be fair, it sounds pretty good. It sounds amazing, actually. But I just, yeah. I, I do the the courtesy to my family of just letting them know that's what I do. That's hey, it. just go on off grid, catch you in a few years. Yeah, that's it. Like, don't worry about me. I'm doing my own thing for a while. All is I'll well. be writing under this name. Yeah. Don't tell right. anyone. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, they knew him best. So, you know, maybe they, that was just more likely than anything. Yeah, yeah. So after a few months, uh, Josh was listed as a long-term missing person and things just kind of went cold after that. Nothing really yeah. came of it. And I'm, sh- I'm sure the family just were like, oh, well, he's off in the bush. Um, so fast forward to 2015 and another man, 80-year-old Chuck Murphy, had decided that he was going to demolish a cabin that he had out on Meadowlark Lane uh, in that area. So I think it was quite a rural sounding area and they had quite a few old historic cabins. And this guy, Chuck, had one that was was quite historic, actually. I think it had actually been heritage listed, but it had just was falling apart. So I think he decided, look, they were developing the area. He sold his land. So, look, I'm just going to go and knock down the cabin. And, you know, he he started doing that. He had actually bought the cabin back in the 1950s. Uh, And he had actually looked into its history and it actually went back to prohibition times. So I think that like there was a lot of like illegal gambling and prostitution and that sort of thing going on there. So it's pretty cool history. Um, And I think that he did try and hold on to it as long as he could. But, you know, if shit's falling apart, shit's falling apart. You've got to get rid of it. Yeah. Obviously, it had gone past the point of being able to be restored. So he goes into the cabin and starts demolishing it. So he and his crew enter the cabin on August 7th, 2015. When he first goes in there, notices quite a disgusting smell. Now, he thinks animals have been getting into the cabin. It's probably a dead animal in there. So, you know, whatever, let's just demolish it. It's all going down anyway. As they start to knock down the cabin, they get to the chimney and they bring in an excavator because it's a big brick chimney um, and they start knocking it down. And that is when they notice something pretty horrific. Here they find the body of a young guy inside the chimney, upside down with his legs above his head, almost like in the fetal position. Identification is made using dental records. And yeah, it's Josh. He is the one dead in the chimney. The family is shocked, as am I. That's pretty weird, right? And this is basically the last place that they expected to find him. 
Although the cabin is only two blocks from Josh's home, it's it's on like a large block surrounded by pine trees. So a lot of people are like, if this was so close to his home, how come it wasn't searched before? But it sounds as though it was set quite far back, like 20 metres from the road, and it was just surrounded by trees and not really everyone knew that it was there. Either way, it was overlooked during the search. So the autopsy showed no evidence of drugs in Josh's system and there were no injuries at all, so no stabs or broken bones or bullet holes or anything like that. They couldn't say for sure what his cause of death was, but it was assumed that it was dehydration or hypothermia. So it was winter when he went missing and interestingly, he was only wearing a thin thermal shirt and no pants. So hypothermia seemed the most likely thing. Mm. So about him only wearing a shirt, the rest of his clothes, so his shoes, his socks, um, I think his pants as well, were actually found inside the cabin, folded neatly and placed just next to the fireplace. So what do you think so far? Why was everything folded neatly? Yeah. Why were his clothes off? And why was he in the chimney? Yeah, that's obviously the main thing. Yeah. It's just such a, yeah, makes no sense. Yeah. So immediate thoughts? Uh, immediate thoughts. Obviously he was with someone. Mm-hmm. You think that? Yeah. Um, but why on earth would he be in the chimney? To get in the chimney, you have to go onto the roof. Why did he go on the roof? Why did he go on the roof in not match clothing? like no pants like why would you yeah. need with no pants this is like that other one that we did the young boy that fell into the role in school oh yeah Kendrick Johnson yeah yeah like yeah with these people going into tight spaces upside down yeah 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 so- like did they do it willingly or was someone forcing them or it's just weird yeah it is so so strange so It did seem as though Josh had basically stripped off his clothes, placed them neatly in a pile, um, then gone outside and put himself headfirst into the fireplace. That's what it looked like. And that's what the decision was. Like it was ruled an accident. This guy, for whatever reason, had tried to go in through the chimney half naked and got stuck. So the way that he was found, so like I said, he was kind of in the fetal position, but it's really hard to explain what his body was doing. So he was sort of on, okay, if you can imagine this, imagine a chimney. He was like on his back and his legs were over his head and his bottom, so his his skeleton had disarticulated from itself. So he was basically snapped in half, which would have happened oh. after he died. So his bottom half of his body, body was on top of the top half of his body if you can understand what I'm saying and his head was like up against the side of the chimney so it looks like he probably would have like asphyxiated in that position for sure um but also it was bloody cold and it was snowing and he had no clothes on so it was kind of like a combination thing Mm. so it just seems such a weird thing right Mm. so Chuck Murphy the owner of the cabin he heard this decision I'm sure he was wondering what the hell, like, you know, what's going on. Um, and he he straight away chimed in and went, no, nah, that's not what happened. He said he had placed a piece of steel mesh inside the top of the chimney uh, because he was having issues with like raccoons and stuff getting in. So he didn't want any, he didn't want any animals to get in down the chimney. So there was really thick, and some people have said it was like rebar, 
Other people have said it was a thick steel mesh. But either way, he's like, no, he nobody could get in that chimney because there was mesh there. So that was an interesting factor. Um, there was no way of proving that, though, because the cabin was obviously demolished. I mean, they did stop once they, you know, took the body away. But he said that, like, the people who were demolishing the house, like, as they were sort of going through the rubble and they'd find old bits of metal, they'd all throw it in a container together so they could go and scrap it. So it's possible the mesh was just sort of taken away and nobody even looked at it because nobody knew about it at that stage either. So there was never any way of proving this mesh, but the guy who owned the place said, no, there was definitely a mesh there. I put it there myself. Yeah. So he was adamant that there was just no way that Josh went headfirst into that chimney. Yeah. And, and really, why would he do this? Like, it just seems really weird. Like, we know that he didn't have drugs in his system. Well, none were detected anyway, because that just definitely sounds like a drug thing to do. Yeah. Um, was it a psychosis? Was he having some sort of, sort of psychotic episode? Uh, you know, was it suicide? And again, you know, if it was suicide, like, why do it that way? That's a really weird way to do that. Was it like a dumb stunt gone wrong? I don't know whether he was the sort of guy that would do dumb shit like that. I mean, he was an 18-year-old guy, so that's entirely possible. Um, mm. you know, and other people have said, well, he obviously wasn't trying to get inside the cabin because some people were like, well, it was cold outside. Maybe he was trying to get inside the cabin and he couldn't get in. Well, what? but he was obviously in there to start with because he took his clothes off. Well, someone took his clothes off and folded them up and put them next to the fireplace. So what? He got inside then went back outside and came back in by the chimney. Like, no matter what scenario you say, it just doesn't make any sense. No. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. And plus, we've got Chuck saying that he couldn't have gone in there, even if he wanted to. So if you take Josh, Josh going in headfirst off the table, what are you left with? Well, either he got in by himself from the bottom or someone else put him in there from the bottom. Everyone was in agreement that, he just couldn't have done it. The, in the position that he was found, it would have just been impossible for him to get himself in there from the bottom. There's just not enough room to manoeuvre himself and do it like legs first. He would have had to go in legs first. That way. And why would he do that? Yeah, exactly. Again, why, you know? Um, some people have said he would have needed at least two people to push him up there if it was someone else putting him up there that way, Yeah, you know? Um, and, uh, and also, strangely, another factor to this that they discovered was that, okay, so Josh is up the chimney, his clothes are next to it, but someone had gone and pulled the breakfast bar out of the kitchen, pulled it away from the wall and pushed it up against the fireplace. So it, like, blocked the fireplace. So mm. someone else has done that. It, no, either mm. that or he's done it and then come down the chimney, like, uh, to me, whenever I try and make my brain stretch to make something work, it just doesn't work in this story. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, I, you know, I looked a little bit further into this and I thought, well, you know, if, if someone did sort of stuff him up there, is that even possible? I mean, I, I don't know a whole lot about fireplaces. I have been in a couple of houses that haven't, but I think here we usually have more like a potbelly stove situation. Mm. Um, you know, there's not a whole lot of proper fireplaces here, so I don't know a whole lot about them. But I did read that the fireplace in this cabin had something called a heatilator installed. Uh, and I'll put a photo of it on the Facebook page. It's basically this, like, contraption that sits in the very bottom of the fireplace and it allows heat to come out of the fireplace. It's like a grill so that it actually you get that hot air 
coming out of the grill of the fireplace rather than just out of the hole of the fireplace. That probably makes no sense to anyone. But if you look at the photo, it will. Um, but these, these heatilators mean that you can't actually go up a fireplace because they're like a ledge and you can't get in that way. So, I, again, how? If he couldn't go in from the top and he couldn't go in from the bottom, what the actual hell happened, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just know. have images of someone, like, trying to back themselves up into a fireplace. Yeah, that's, yeah. Like, and just thinking how ridiculous it is. It would be something very unnatural and weird to see. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like something out of The Exorcist, you know? Yeah, yeah. Let's not go down that path. No, no, sorry. It's night time. We won't scare you. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? What are your thoughts on hearing all of that? I just don't understand why anyone would want to go down a chimney unless it's some sort of weird suicide attempt. But there's better ways though, right? Yeah, I know, I know. And like you said, it would be better... It would, it would be better. It would make more sense if they were, if he had drugs in his system. Yeah, it's definitely a drug-like thing to do. Like someone yeah, just yeah. something completely off this planet. Um, there's just no way that there isn't someone else involved. I feel the same. Yeah. It's still very odd, though. It's an odd thing for someone else to do to someone. In fact, I feel like there has to be at least two people involved. Yeah, well, that's what they're saying. Like, in, like if you think about stuffing a dead body up into a chimney, even if it does ha- yeah. doesn't have one of these heat-later things, it would be hard enough. Yeah. And, yeah. and it wasn't like he was, like, his head on the ground and his legs in the air. Like, his head was up against the wall. So someone's, like, had to not only shove him in feet first, but then, like, fold him in half and push his head upwards as well. So it just seems so unlikely and so strange to me. Yeah. After all of this, the police actually received quite a few tips uh, naming various people who should be looked into. One person, though, seemed to get quite a few mentions, and that was a school friend of Josh's named Andy Newman. Police received multiple tips after he disappeared and before he was found. So, you know, remember it was seven years between him going missing and being found. And the police, you know, they were receiving these tips in that time. And apparently these tips said that Andy had been bragging about killing Josh and putting him in a hole. It didn't say chimney, it just said a hole. Despite this, though, the police just chose to sort of ignore the tips and they never... Oh, I love it when they do that. Yeah, yeah, it's that old chestnut as well. Yeah, yeah. Now, Andy went on to have, let's say, quite a colourful and crime-filled life. He moved to New Mexico and just randomly killed two people. One was a disabled guy who he stabbed to death in his own home for no apparent reason. And the other was a woman who he killed and put her body into a barrel. He never got charged for either of these things. I don't know why, but it seemed as though he is just slippery slippery, and just got away with it. How could he not be charged for that? I know, right? Well, with the disabled guy, Andy actually made friends with the disabled guy's carer. And, you know, he went over to his house and visited and... And I think that it sounds as though this guy lived with the carer. And, you know, when this his mate went and had a shower, Andy was left there with the disabled guy and just decided to kill him, just stabbed him like to death for no reason. Yeah, like that's like full premeditated. Like yeah, That's it. So when this guy comes out of the shower, Andy's gone and his disabled guy's dead. So that was really weird. He went to police, but... 
he ended up dying in a bar fight before he could testify. So that's why that never went that far. Uh, with the woman, by the time the cops got the tip about Andy having done it, they already had pinned it on someone else. So I guess they just didn't want to, you know, go through the trouble of changing their mind. Oh, and- good cop work. Yeah, so we've got Andy, who is obviously a psycho, who is going around bragging about killing Josh. Now, is it bravado? Is it just wishing that he killed Josh? I don't know. Um, You know, it sounds as though Andy may be a good fit, though. Apparently, he spent his adult life in and out of mental institutions, rightfully so, I've got to say. Um, So maybe it could be like a murder for no reason situation, just like a mental illness crazy guy sort of situation it's nice to know some of the institutions that are meant to look after us potentially look after us why did they not let him out though let's just hope they never let him out yeah it certainly does look like someone could have been involved though you know to me it's the bench across the fireplace that's so suspicious like that's just something that's obviously been done um to conceal something maybe i'm not sure Mm. I'm not 100% convinced he wasn't put in or got in from the top, though. Okay, there was supposed to be mesh covering the chimney, but the place was falling apart. So really, there's no guarantee that it was still there or maybe it had rusted and all of that. Mm. Um, It looks as though the internal structure of the chimney made it impossible to go up from the bottom. So I think that's really our only choice is there from the top. Yeah. Also, his position really says to me that he got in from the top. Like I said, he would have had to have been, like, folded in half and shoved up there if he'd gone in from the bottom. Yeah. Um, so could someone have put him up there? I mean, physically, is it even possible, even with two people? It just I'm just struggling with the actual mechanics of it all. I do find it unlikely that a sane person would strip down with no pants on and risk you know, scraping their junk against a shitty old brick chimney, though. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, remnants of a grate, even if the grate wasn't entirely there, like there would have been bits of it. Like that's risking your your tackle pretty pretty badly. Um, You know, and we know that he wasn't breaking in because he'd already gotten in. Um, But why would someone, you know, if they were putting him in there from the top, why would they strip him off to do it? That bit doesn't make sense either, you know. And was he killed before he was put in there? Because that sounds, sounds impossible. Can you imagine ha- like lifting a, a whole guy up onto a roof and then shoving him in a chimney? And that's I what I mean. I feel like there's multiple people involved in this and it's, something's gone wrong. There's been an argument and he's been forced to climb up on the roof and climb down it, it's, you know? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was, you know, not actually an intentional thing. It was like a... Hmm. bullying sort of thing an intimidation thing and then went wrong or maybe yeah maybe and I know Andy sounds like a really good candidate but I think that it's all it's likely impossible to put a body in from the bottom and that leaves taking a body to the roof and like I said that just sounds so unlikely to me actually carrying a body up there so he must have had to have climbed up there himself yeah. So, so I think that like we're kind of left with the fact that there's a good chance that Josh actually put himself in there accidentally maybe. Uh, maybe, you know, he was there feet down originally and he just sort of had someone try to pull him out and that's how he ended up or something and accidentally like pulled his pants off trying to pull him out of the chimney maybe. Mm. 
you know, and then he was kind of sort of worked him into self into the position that he was found in. Um, but then why put the breakfast bench in front? I don't understand that. Why not go get help if that's the case? Like if your mate, if your mate's down a chimney and you've tried to get him out and you can't get him out, go and get help. <laughs> what are you doing? You know, people don't though. They do this weird freak out thing and <laughs> yeah. Oh. Also, like maybe it was a case of like a romantic rendezvous gone wrong. Maybe like Josh starts getting naked. It's a dream kink. Yeah. Well, yeah. We know that those kinky these kinky cases sometimes take. A oh yeah. Seriously, yeah. they like to get into small places. <laughs> it's true. Maybe, you know, maybe he gets naked and then he's tricked into being locked outside. Maybe this is like a bullying thing. You know, um, maybe there's some sort of honey trap and she gets in to get his mm. gear off, locks him outside, and then the only way he can get in is if everything's locked is to come down the chimney and then he realises this is a bad idea but it's too late. Yeah, extreme sub-dom. Yeah, or, or just accident, just like panic. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I do wish the police had done a proper investigation, though. It seems like it was just like a matter of, oh, he must have had an accident, case closed, and they just didn't really think about it much harder. You know, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? So what do you think happened? If you had to put money on something, what would you say? If I had to put money on something, I think that there's at least two people, other people involved, and it's some sort of weird, it's either literally just two weirdos that have gone, we're going to kill this guy and put him down the chimney. Mm or we're going to bully this guy and make him go down the chimney and it's gone wrong. Yeah, I, I tend more towards the latter because I still think that you can't carry a grown man up up onto a no. roof and stuff him down the chimney. Yeah, I, I think well, that... Some weird, know. like, you know, guys hanging out doing guy stuff, I bet you can't get from the top of the chimney to the bottom of the chimney. Yeah, I, and to me the fact that his pants only were off I do sort of see a case where he's gone in, someone's tried to like grab him from the bottom, like he's gotten stuck. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he's gone in from the top and he's gone feet down and, and someone's there with him and he's gone, oh, shit, there's this bloody contraption in the bottom and I can't get through. So his mates have like sort of gone up there and grabbed him and tried to pull him through mm. and only ended up pulling his... And I think because we don't know when exactly or how he died, that kind of does make me agree. I do agree with that. Like yeah. maybe the twisting around and all of that stuff um, happened like and the clothes came off and he's panicked, got himself in more of a state and then ended up dying from you know, yeah. asphyxiation, from suffocation, from panic, from whatever. Yeah. Um, and then the people that the, was there, the person or people that were there were like, okay, because obviously, you know, he stopped making noise. Mm. Accident, gone wrong. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, and I can see that happening, you know, just being dumb. He's an 18-year-old guy. They do dumb shit. He's tried to be here and come through the chimney. He's got stuck. His mates can't get him out. So he's gone, all right, well, maybe it'll be easier. Maybe I can, like, manoeuvre myself around this thing if I'm upside down and it's the, my top half of my body because that's a little bit more bendy than my legs, you know. Yeah. And, and he's tried to make himself upside down, so he does that, but he's got stuck because, I mean, it's a chimney. Yeah. 
So, yeah. you know, and then he's got stuck that way and you would asphyxiate, yeah. you know, you would. And it was cold. And it was, it was cold. bloody cold. Yeah, that's it. So that's really, if I had to guess something, it would be that. Yeah. Because I don't think he would have gone in there without pants on because, like I said, you'd be risking some serious uh, damages to the parts there. Yeah, and someone's just tried to pull him out. So I'm sure there's someone that knows yeah. something, um, you know, about Andy. Look, we've got good information about him now. I wonder if they have looked at him. Realistically, though, there's no evidence left and the house is demolished and the body's been cremated. So this is another one that we'll probably never know about unless somebody says, oh, actually, yeah. And also, you know, he's a crazy person. So well, that's yeah. ever yeah. trust a crazy exactly. person and what they say? Well, this We've had that happen before. There's been other cases where known criminals or, you know, have come forward or un mentally unwell people have come forward and said, yeah, it was me, even though there was no actual way it was them. Exactly. We have um, false confessors all the time. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I guess the police are just thinking, look, he's already in a mental institution. Why? You know what? What is it going to serve? But I guess it's going to give. He's going to give closure to his family. It's going to give closure to the family, and it's potentially going to ensure safety to the public. Yeah, exactly. That he is never allowed out. Oh, for goodness sake! Honestly, I know. What do they teach these people? I do have the feeling though that this is probably more likely some friends of his, some friends of Josh's, and they've just been stuffing around and just messed yeah, up. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And he's died. And so they've gone, shit, um, we'll put the breakfast bar in front so nobody smells anything. You know, maybe they just think yeah, to smell or something even. Yeah. Maybe they just did it because they didn't know what else to do, just like they neatly folded the clothes. Like in yeah. a panic state, you don't know what to do. So you do yeah. weird things. Um, and I can't say not. whether it was an intentional, whether it was whether it was an accident, you know, whether it was in malice, but I do believe there were other people involved. And do you know what? Folding clothes, I don't want to sort of ascribe stereotypes, but that is more of a woman thing to do than a guy, I think. You know, like just have this instant, yeah. here's some clothes, I'll just fold them, you know? Like that's not usually something that a guy would do. Yeah. yeah. So maybe it was a couple of his friends. I, you know, maybe it was a chick yeah. and he was just trying to impress her or something, you know? Mm, mm, mm. And she just could not pull him out because she wasn't strong yeah. enough and because of the thing in the way. So, yeah, yeah I, I feel like this was an accident <laughs> and somebody else was. Yeah, not. that's a good point. Probably yeah. a female. I think yeah. I've mentioned in the past when my when my dad passed away, my nana and I were just like manically cleaning the house. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, you know, and it was, you know, people were like, okay, that's a bit weird. Just, you know, sit and yeah. process. But that was part of our process was yeah, cleaning, sorting, organizing. Yeah, and I think it's almost becomes like a un unconscious thing as well. Like, yeah, oh, I've got clothes. Yeah. You've got to do things. You've got to do yeah. things. Keep your hands busy. Yeah. Oh, if only I was that way all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it gets so much done. Yeah. But anyway, everyone let us know what you think. And uh, yeah, this is another strange one. It's uh, unfortunately probably, unless someone comes forward and goes, look, actually, it was me. I was there with him. It was an accident. Um, but as I we feel know, like if, I feel like if this was, if this is an accident in time, something will come out mm. because People I just, I just think that in time, over time when accidents happen, it gets too much carrying that with you yeah. and you need to let it go and you need to say it out loud. So it's, there's that closure. 
once that initial fear passes yeah well that's it we can only hope and if we hear anything we will let everyone know but we would like you all to let us know what you think about this case because it's a weird one but anyway thank you everyone and um, we will see you next week come and like us on facebook and instagram and uh, leave us a review on, on apple podcasts yeah yes please please do. Sorry. we'll see you next week bye everyone Thanks. bye